Syracuse drops its third straight, 41-3, to to a top-five team in Florida State. Now, Florida State is tremendous, but this game did not come without incredibly frustrating moments from start to finish for the Syracuse football team. There are frustrations with Dino Babers. There are frustrations with Jason Beck. The offensive line, the wide receivers, you name it. Garrett Schrader, throw him in the mix too. There is a lot to be frustrated about. We break it all down. How much can you write off to it being Florida State? How much needs to be taken seriously? We break it all down on a Locked On Syracuse post-game episode. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse post-game episode. It's your boy OV here saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Terms and conditions apply. 41 to 3, the final score. Syracuse drops its third straight. Now, I'm going to lead with this, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. We knew coming into the season that this three game stretch was going to be difficult. Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State. We knew that they were most likely going to lose all three. However, that does not mean that that three game stretch wasn't more frustrating than maybe we had anticipated. The losses that we witnessed in that three-game stretch came with a lot more issues than we had assumed would happen after a 4-0 start, where things looked good, not necessarily incredible, but a 4-0 start for the Orange, where things looked pretty solid. This was an infuriating football game to watch. And let's throw this out there, right? While we're talking about this, while we're talking about the difficulties, Florida State is a team that can contend for a national championship. The issues and the frustrations today are not with Syracuse losing to Florida State. The issues are something that I laid out on our Lockdown Syracuse Thursday episode in that you needed to show this week, if you are Syracuse, to your fan base that you need or you are good enough, that you warrant the attention the rest of the way through the season. These are the big games. These are the games that people naturally tune into. You came up incredibly short today. You did not show the fan base what they needed to see to be motivated for the rest of the year. You could have lost this game by three scores and shown enough to make people want to watch you, whatever it is, 10, 11 days from now when you go down and play uh, Georgia or Florida Geez, not Florida State, uh, or Virginia Tech. Wow, what a start, OV. Uh, when you go down and you play Virginia Tech, you need to bring people in. You need to keep people motivated and fired up for Syracuse football. And today, I watched a team playing to lose by as few points as possible. That's what this game felt like. From start to finish, it felt like Syracuse was playing with the goal 
of losing by as little as possible. They were not playing with the mindset that they have nothing to lose. You are 18 and a half, 19 and a half point underdogs facing off against a top five team in the country who can make a college football playoff and maybe even more. They were playing scared. They were playing like, let's see how little we can have go wrong and get out of here as easily as possible. At no point today, barring not even a fun trick play, uh, did I see Syracuse playing to win or playing like they had nothing to lose because you had nothing to lose today, yet you found a way to lose a, I'm going to say, decent cohort within your fan base. That is where I see these issues. You were playing slow. You said all week, we're going to start fast. We want to start fast. This team needs to start fast. Take the words out of your mouth and stop saying it and go out onto the field and start fast. Stop saying we're going to do this. We're going to do this and not coaching and not executing with that mentality. It is infuriating watching these games and seeing Syracuse come out flat and come out with no energy. I get your best player is hurt. You lost to Rondé Gadsden. We are five weeks past that. Figure it out. Your O-line needs to step things up. Garrett Schrader has fallen into this rut very reminiscent of 2019 Tommy DeVito, where the O-line couldn't give him enough time. And as they started playing better teams, the confidence dipped and you weren't getting through progressions and the decision-making started to go and you were not handing the ball off when you're supposed to. You were throwing the ball, uh, you know, forcing it to receivers, not getting past the first look. That is what we're seeing out of Garrett Schrader. And I understand these are good teams, but let's take a step back. Because albeit Florida State is a top five team in the country, they do not have a top five defense in the country. And their defense, I believe, is ranked 65th in the nation in yards allowed. That is just about middle of the pack. Their defense is not as solid as their offenses. They're winning football games, but it has not that much to do with their defense being above and beyond. They have a strong defensive line, especially when you pair it up against Syracuse's offensive line. But this isn't a defense that has been staunch and stingy and keeping teams in the, you know, to low, low scoring games, right? This is a game or a team where, you know, Boston College's quarterback ran for 95 yards on the ground. Garrett Trader's a dual threat quarterback, a guy who after that Purdue game where he led college football in rushing yards, the whole world was talking about how effective Garrett Schrader is on the ground. What did he have for rushing yards today? Anyone? Negative 10 rushing yards. Okay, and Boston College wasn't the only team to do it. Virginia Tech ran for 80 yards on the ground via the quarterback. LSU, to start the season, ran for 65 yards on the ground via the quarterback. Okay, the quarterback has been the leading rusher in Every close-ish game, right, outside of the one game that Florida State played that was irrelevant, I forget who it was, it's not coming to me right now, uh, but in the games outside of Clemson, the quarterback has been, if not damn near, the leading rusher on the opposing team, and Garrett Schrader could not get going on the ground today. Part of that has to do with the O-line. Part of that has to do with his decision-making. Part of that has to do a little bit with the D-line of Florida State, but this is not a defense 
for Florida State that should make you look as incoherent on offense as Syracuse looked today. They were not stringing drives together. Since Aranda Gadsden got hurt, Syracuse has taken the pass over the middle out of the offensive game plan. And today it felt like they were either going to run the ball with LaQuint or they were going to force something down the sideline. And there was nothing else really happening. And that is what allows Florida State's defense to hold you to three points. That is what allows Florida State's defense to look incredible today. Take a step back, right? Let's take a quick break. On the other side, I want to talk about the the biggest conversation of the week. And it's going to be Dino Babers' decision-making, which I have been saying for years is questionable and needs to step up. But before that, let's talk a little bit about our friends uh, over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are doing a post-game show. We're pretty frustrated. We are talking Syracuse football's 41-3 loss to Florida State. They've now lost three in a row. They're 4-3 and three after a 4-0 and oh start. A little bit reminiscent of being 6-5 and five after a 6-0 and oh start last season. It's frustrating. As a Syracuse fan, looking at the Syracuse fan base, this has been a difficult stretch of football to look the other way. And it's difficult to look the other way for a head coach in Dino Babers, who has you know a minus 12 uh, win-loss record at Syracuse, who has two winning seasons in decision-making mistakes. Let me remind everybody of the stakes here. When the game is going, Dino Babers is not calling plays on the offense. Dino Babers is not running the defense. Dino Babers' sole job, with the help of an assistant, is to clock and game manage. He is not running the offense. He is not running the defense. His job as a head coach is to manage the clock and make the right decisions. And game in and game out, we're not seeing those decisions being made correctly. And I get it. The offensive line is struggling. And that makes things tough. And Schrader has not been playing his best against the three best teams Syracuse will play this season. And you're dealing with some injury at wide receiver. But Dino Babers, in this game, when you are down 24 to 3, fourth and five, fourth and four, opts to kick a field goal. Now, let me tell you what was at stake here, right? You make this field goal, you're now down 24 to 6. That's still three scores. You're still down three scores if you make the field goal. But 
here's where things get feisty. We can't make the decision immediately. There's a little hesitation. The field goal unit, slow to get on because no one in their right mind thought Syracuse was going to kick a field goal in this scenario. But Dino Babers said, let's cut it to 18. 21 points, that's, that's too many to be down. Let's cut it to 18 because Florida State will start quivering in their boots when Syracuse cuts it inside of 20 and they're now covering the spread. Who cares? Go for it. Cajones, go for it. Score a touchdown. But because we're indecisive, because we don't think that's what's going to happen, the field goal unit, slow to get out there, delay of game, five-yard penalty, missed field goal. Is that not the football god saying, we hate your decision, Dino Babers? It is. The Dino Babers coaching decision was looked down upon by the football gods and said, F off. That was stupid. That is what that decision was. You miss the field goal. They go down. They score. And they continue and continue and continue to run it up down the stretch. 41-3 is not indicative of how this defense played. And I want to give the defense a little bit of credit. The defense kept this game within relative striking distance a lot longer uh, than it would have if it didn't come and play a solid game. Uh, right, a Garrett Schrader fumble inside of uh, inside of the ten, and the defense comes out and gets a four down stop. They made some big plays. They did some big things on defense. I'm actually okay with this defense in this game. Uh, right, Florida State ran it up at the end. A couple of plays where you've got some lesser guys in, some second stringers uh, further down on the depth chart on both sides. Florida State's twos are a lot better than our twos. Yeah, that's what it is, right? We know that. That's no that's no groundbreaking information for anybody. I'm okay with how the defense played. I want to put this comment up from Ryan here uh, before we uh, get going. Orange is the new fast. Dino told us back in 2016, but we can't even get out to kick a field goal that we shouldn't be kicking. Exactly. And I want to go back to 2016. And I want to go back to the opening Dino Babers speech because I think it's really, really funny. I've watched the clip a hundred times, right? We will have an offense. That is the fastest thing you'll ever see on turf. It is no longer fast at all. And maybe that is strategic. Maybe that's a strategic thing now to, to slow the game down and try and hinder the opposing team from running it up and scoring more points. We will have a defense, I believe, that is relentless. The defense is okay. Rocky Long doing what he can. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Florida State has a high-powered offense, right? Keon Coleman is one hell of a player. Jordan Travis is an outstanding player. He's a little bit outside the Heisman looks right now, but he is a phenomenal talent at quarterback. This is a very good Florida State team. I don't want to harp on the defense. But the last line of that is we will have a special teams that is well-coached. A well-coached special teams that let up lengthy punt return after lengthy punt return from Keon Coleman today. The well-coached special teams that went out and from, what, the 48 or the 47-yard line? punts the ball 29 yards 
and doesn't even get inside of the 20. It goes out of bounds at the 22 or the 23. We have a special teams that is well coached that's missing chip shot field goals. We have a special teams that is well coached that can't even get out on the field fast enough to not have a delay of game on a field goal attempt. So Dino Babers right now in an integral year in your contract, what are you doing to say, I deserve an extension? I deserve more time. I deserve to come back for the final year of my contract. Because to many people, today it looked like you quit on your football team and you don't trust your offense to get a five-yard gain on fourth down. And instead, you'd rather have a field goal to cut it from a three-score game, get this, to a three-score game. Come on. Step it up. There are issues right now. I want to support Dino Babers. I like Dino Babers, the person. I am struggling to find ways to rationalize Dino Babers. I took a lot of heat last season. When at 6-0, and I was still critical of Dino Babers, the coach. Because after eight years, I still fail to see Dino Babers make improvements. Somebody in the comments said this today. Uh, where is it? T-Man 44. I'll give you the credit here. The sign of good coaching is team gets better as the season goes on. This season or the Syracuse team has gotten worse and worse since they beat Purdue. This is not a program that we've seen improve game by game over the last few seasons. This is a program that starts at its peak. And maybe that's a result of scheduling. Maybe that's a result of the non-conference opponents. Maybe that's a result of them not having the depth to be able to survive the injuries that naturally coincide with a high-level college football program. I know Dino wants to tell you that it's not his fault that this team doesn't have depth. I'll tell you what, as the head coach of a football team, if your team doesn't have depth, it is the head coach's fault. The head of recruiting, the head coach, right? You're not calling offensive plays, you're not calling defensive plays. You are not game and clock managing effectively, so you're redeeming quality is recruiting. What does Dino Babers do in recruiting? He gives Syracuse a recruiting class somewhere between the 50th and 80th best in the nation. So I ask you to the Dino supporters, where is the answer? What should I be looking at to suggest that things are all right, that I shouldn't be too frustrated, that this is okay, and it's not Dino's fault, it's the offensive line's fault. Well, who could have gone out and worked to get better offensive linemen? The head coach, right? Head coach has a lot of responsibility. That's why they get paid the most. That's why with two seasons left on a contract, even after a below average career at Syracuse as a head coach, you still have $10 million left on your buyout. Okay, that's why you get the big bucks. Because when things go wrong, it's blamed on you whether you like it or not, whether it's directly your fault or not, you are the man that people look at when things go wrong. And when things go wrong and I'm playing, right? When I played sports, when I played baseball, when I played basketball, when I played soccer and things were going wrong and I looked to the sideline and my coach is making decisions that reflect that we cannot win, that we cannot compete, that I don't trust you guys on the field, how the hell 
am I getting fired up enough to want to go win football games, to elevate enough to compete? We'll go with some more of your guys' comments from here on YouTube. We've got some more over on Twitter. But before that, we'll talk about our friends over at FanDuel. You could not have bet on that Syracuse-Florida State game today, unless you're an out-of-state listener. If so, I still appreciate you. Uh, Maybe you did get in on Florida State uh, because that was a little bit of a cakewalk down the stretch in this one. But FanDuel, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I'll give you a Sunday football bet. I will tell you to take this information lightly. I have not been very hot on my FanDuel picks on this podcast. I got three-team money line parlay. Give me the Jags. Give me the Texans. Give me the Raiders. Comes out to plus 425. Maybe you throw 10 bucks on it. You walk away with 40. Get yourself a nice dinner. Uh, heading into the Sunday or Monday slate. But that is what I will give you. Take that information how you wish. Go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, final stretch here on our LockedOn Syracuse post-game show. Syracuse and Florida State uh, battling it out down in, I think it was mid-70s down in Florida today. 41-3, to your final score. Let's take a look at some of these comments. Let's get some feedback from the listeners. Uh, What is this? Heartsick Disciple. Dino Babers beat Clemson with mostly Scott Schaefer's result or recruits. Went 10 and 3 with Schaefer's quarterback. He can't recruit and his game management decisions are awful. The Clemson visit or the Clemson victory was six years ago on Friday, yesterday. Six years ago, yesterday was the Clemson victory. And that is still the peak of this football tenure for Syracuse. Not that that's a bad thing, but there's been nothing close to it in six seasons. That is Schaefer's quarterback with Dungy, right? Dungy was that guy. Dungy was the reason Syracuse uh, made it to 10 wins. Let me say this now. The rest of the schedule for Syracuse, and we will look at this. This is the bye week. All right, we'll talk a little basketball this week. We'll talk some Syracuse football this week. But – The rest of the schedule, very easy. So you can recover. But, I mean, I'm not seeing what it takes to be able to make the cakewalk of the last five games into a cakewalk. So Eric Dungy was the reason that Syracuse went to 10-3. and I will stand by that. I will give him all the credit in the world. There were some defensive pieces, some really fun players on that team as well to help. But Eric Dungy was a guy that could offset a lot of issues. Uh, And we thought a little bit this season that uh, Garrett Schrader had that same sort of fight in him, but we haven't really seen it. Uh, Let's talk. Nate Beach. How conservative Dino is has pure and simple gotten old. The offensive drives are redundant. The defense has heart. These games are deja vu. It seems like, yeah, you're on the right track here, right? These games, you're coming out, and maybe the defense is doing a little bit early on to keep you okay. I understand, actually, right, if a, if a team like Florida State, if a team like North Carolina comes out and scores on you early, right, these are talented football teams. These are talented offenses with really intelligent, veteran, experienced quarterbacks calling the shots. Now, Syracuse has 
an experienced quarterback in Garrett Schrader. We have not seen the benefits of it. We have not seen the results in it so far. I'm looking at some other ones. What else do we got? Juicy Dreamer. Talk about basketball. This week, my friend, this week, we had orange and white scrimmage uh, Friday night. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll get into some basketball this week. It's the bye week for Syracuse football. We will talk some basketball uh, in this coming week. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, the Juicy Dreamer. Okay, so we gave you your basketball shot. Let's talk a little football while you're still here. Babers must rethink his football philosophy. The game has shifted to gains and progressions. Dungey understood this. I believe the game has passed Babers by. He chooses to undergrid field position. This is, I, I, I look at Dino and I look at, you know, a lot of coaches and I look at what you're, you're talking about here and the adjustments. And one of the other adjustments that we, we continuously talk about in college football is the transfer portal. And you look at how a team like Clemson, who underutilizes the transfer portal, uh, has drop-offs and, and isn't as highly touted in the top five team and a, and a contender for the national title this year. I think in large part because of their inability to use the portal this past offseason. Clemson brought in one transfer via the portal. They bring in some of the best recruits in the country, but they brought in one transfer via the portal. Even the best of in-game coaches, right, really talented, really smart, really proper football minds like Dabo Sweeney gets left behind and gets heavy criticism when they cannot adjust. And I am not seeing Dino Babers make the necessary adjustments to win. He gives us these ideas, okay? We're going to be consistently good, not occasionally great. Well, I'll tell you what. You were occasionally great in 2018 with a 10-3 season. That is a great season for Syracuse football. You have not been consistently good in the other seven seasons surrounding that. You've had a good season. Last year was a good season for a little while, a bad stretch, but an overall good season, a seven and five year in the regular season was a good result for Syracuse if we went into the season thinking that. They're not adjusting. They need to go out and get more on the offensive line. They tried to, but they are not doing. And you look at, you know, how they go about using collective money will be really integral to this this year. And I know that's, you know, not Dino technically doing that. That's not the Syracuse football team technically doing that. But if you're telling me that a collective goes to a recruit or to a transfer and says, this is what we can do for you, that Dino Babers or Adrian Autry have no idea that they went to that player. Come on. They're working together. We know that. We know there's collaboration. We know all of that stuff. You need to go find yourself an offensive line because you have in the back pocket, in the 2024 class, although you're not really jumping in recruiting rankings, you have Jakari Williams, who is one hell of a dual threat quarterback option. If you lose him, I will you know, set fire. That's, that's how bad that would be if you lose him. But Jakari Williams is committed to Syracuse right now. He is, in my mind, a better quarterback than Carlos Del Rio Wilson right now. Maybe you give Del Rio Wilson a little bit early on. Jakari Williams is your guy. Jakari Williams is the answer at quarterback for you moving forward. You need to give him an offensive line that allows him to stand out. You need to give him an offensive line that allows him to succeed. 
Tetro Media Services, talking about O-line right here. Is the O-line suffering from being built for another system under Mike Schmidt and just not meshing with what Steve Farmer and Jason Beck need for the offense to succeed? Honestly, I will say this. I need to give them their, their caveat, throw the asterisks on this. This is an offensive line that has dealt with injury, okay? Joe Moore, we haven't even seen touch the field. Kellen Ellis uh, was back-ish and now is out. David Wallabo injured for the season, right? This is an offensive line that has dealt with injury. But it doesn't have the depth, and it doesn't seem like they're they're ready. I don't think that it is – it's a system issue. I, I think it's a little bit of system, a little bit of coaching. I don't think – to go back and throw this comment back up here, I don't think the issue is that it was built for Mike Schmidt. I think the issue is in execution, is in lack of depth, and is in the conversations that we are consistently having right now, uh, and that it being inexperienced, and that you're looking for veteran guys to come in at the O-line, but you're you know, not being able to, to bring enough in, and you're trying to, to develop in-house, but that's not always successful. Uh, and you've got a lot of issues at the O-line. And until the offensive line figures it out, this is a team that's going to struggle. And Schrader, we saw, is not making the same decisions that he was to start the year. You look at how he's running the read options. You look at how uh, his decision-making has faltered. He's not getting through progressions, things like that. And it gets tough to watch. Game in and game out in that three-game stretch, Garrett Schrader looked outmatched. Same with Dino Babers. Dino and Garrett look great against lesser teams, but when they play against teams that they need to elevate in order to beat, I am not seeing them rise to the occasion. Uh, And that's where things go wrong. Forever Orange Girl, you're going to, I'm not answering this question today, but I'm going to put it up here because it is incredibly important. Assuming the university will finally put up decent money for a head coach, who should we try to get? I will leave you all with that. That is the million-dollar question. Uh, We'll be talking about it, uh, and we will be searching for the answer as we go. Uh, There are some coordinator options. There are some other options. There are some ideas that we can look to, uh, but that's a week's worth of episodes on its own. So I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, If you've got ideas, let me know at Twitter, uh, in the comments here. Uh, But until next time, I'll be back on Monday. We've got the bye week here, so we'll talk some football. We'll probably do a mailbag episode where maybe we can address that for an extended segment. Uh, But until then, I thank you all for joining us uh, or joining me uh, for a post game. Fun to do the live post game. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, But until then, be kind. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Do something fun tomorrow. Watch some football. Hang out. Relax. And I'll catch you on Monday with more Lockdown Syracuse. Peace.